Beltone Hearing Aid Center presents The Drive. Ready? Fight. The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, it's good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in. It is the Thursday, October 18th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's been a couple of days. We had baseball the last couple of days preempting us, so we're back and ready to go. Back on a Thursday, too. That means I get to talk football. How else would I start my NFL week? Well, if you're not starting it with Joe Bartle from rotowire.com, you're just not starting it right. So here he is, Joe Bartle, rotowire.com. He's here to salvage your fantasy football team or, in my case, uh, try to help me make sense of a world after a Steelers win over the Bengals. How you doing, Joe? Yeah, I feel like you're you're pretty used to that at this point. Seven straight Steeler victories over the Bengals. This is a, I mean, this is multi-year category right now where you have kind of just grown accustomed to this sort of outrage. It's, a, it's cruel and unusual punishment. What it is, I I don't know what I've done <laughs> in life, but uh, I I keep signing up for this, Joe. I don't know why I'm doing it, but I, I'm there. I'll be there Sunday night football. You know, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Bengals flexed into this game, so. Yeah, prime time. Looking forward to that. It's going to be one heck of a game, and, and thankfully we don't have to watch the Cowboys or Giants in prime time again. Oh, wait, we still have to watch the Giants at, on Monday night, and we still have to watch the Cowboys at 325 Eastern time Sunday. So, woohoo for that. But, no, this, is, this has got to be one of the best games, I think, on the slate. The Bengals versus Chiefs, of course, Patrick Mahomes finally lost the game and looked a little bit, little bit vulnerable against that Patriots defense, and then Terry killed the Terry kill things, and course the Bengals really have kind of been one of the resurgent teams this season and frankly um, there were some people a little bit of chatter I heard about the Bengals entering the year as a possible AFC contender but at this point I think you have to put them among the top three or four teams and I, that would have been a surprise I think if you asked most experts at this point of the season so really good game I'm looking forward to see both fantasy wise and football wise. Now tonight uh, you've got Denver at Arizona so I think that's a good place to start because Fantasy owners probably at this moment realizing, oh, it's Thursday. I've got to set my roster. So what are you looking at this matchup? Is there anybody you're thinking about, okay, maybe I should sit them in favor of somebody else, or there's somebody that I've just got to start no matter what. I've got to start this player. I think there's a couple of key points that you have to look at for this matchup in particular. First being, what happened to that vaunted Broncos defense? I mean, they've allowed almost, I think, what, 600 total yards in the last two or three weeks two or three weeks to the just running, like running the ball. Like two, 600 yards rushing the last two or three weeks, that's kind of a crazy statistic. So if ever there was a week for David Johnson to get going, and I anticipate that's going to happen, this is probably the week where you have to feel comfortable starting him. This is a situation where David Johnson drafted number two, three, four overall in your fantasy leagues, and he's not been able to live up that production now. He's at least been healthy, and he's been scoring some touchdowns. You're kind of salvaging some points from that position and that draft spot, but this might be a time where he finally lives to that valley. If he doesn't get 15 to 18 to 20 fantasy points tonight, I, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people been offering you uh, trades for David Johnson, but this is a situation now where I finally start to consider do, uh, looking at those options. And even at tight end, too, there's a lot of guys that are kind of on by. I, I have a lot of stock of Jimmy Graham, and of course the Packers are on by this week. A guy like Ricky Seals Jones could be an interesting item if you're looking for maybe six to eight points in that position. It's not like the Broncos do a ton defensively against that tight end spot, but uh, he's been working that offense enough, and I expect 
they might be trailing or it's going to be close, where they'll have to utilize their pass catchers. And I think Ricky Seals-Jones is going to be a guy that probably gets into the top 15, top 10 overall for tight ends this week. Joe Bartle joining us from Roto-Wire and Roto-Wire Magazine, and uh, he's here to help you with your fantasy football and hopefully uh, help me get through uh, another season of Bengals football. But uh, I know it's a tall task ahead of you. Uh, let's look at that uh, matchup, since that's one of the big ones. Bengals' resurgent team, despite what happened against Pittsburgh. Uh, is there any lingering hangover from that game? You see any bounce back from them, or at least as far as fantasy owners are concerned? Do I feel comfortable with an Andy Dalton, an A.J. Green, you know, a Joe Mixon? If I've got any of those components, should I be okay with them, or maybe should I think about it a little bit? Absolutely. I mean, at least from a fantasy owner Bengals perspective, you have to feel great about going into this matchup. The Chiefs are top three in most points allowed to the quarterback spot, top three to the most points in the running back spot, and I think they're around top 15 or so for wide receivers. So this is a situation where if you have any Bengals guys to start, you've got to be doing it. Andy Dalton absolutely needs to be in your lineup, and that was something we were saying even weeks three or four, four, three or four weeks back, that they had a great schedule coming up, and they were probably a good uh, quarterback roulette kind of situation where if you acquired Andy Dalton off of waivers, well, again, these are exactly the weeks you're playing them for. Joe Mixon, guy that coming back off the of injury, he's looked pretty good. I thought I, I was pretty impressed with what I saw in the Steelers game. And I think again, he's a situation kind of like David Johnson, where if he doesn't get 15 to 20 fantasy points in this matchup, I don't know what he's going to be able to. Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, both love. I love both those guys as far as plays go, and even DFS, I think they're well worth paying up for it in the case of AJ Green. On the flip side of things. That Chiefs offense probably is going to do pretty well against the Bengals defense too. Like Patrick Mahomes, you're probably he's like a must-start category I think at this point. But you're certainly starting against the Bengals this week. Kareem Hunt, absolutely in the discussion. I think Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins are both there, and of course Travis Kelsey is a must-start as well. I, I wonder if uh, Uzumwa, the tight end for the Bengals, is a guy that we're still kind of considering if he starts too. As long as he's healthy, I just imagine this is going to be a high-scoring game where it's we're looking at the final score of. 37-33, something like that, and you know, whatever team ends up being the victor in that, I'm not sure, but there's going to be a lot of points. I have to imagine fantasy owners really have to be utilizing this matchup quite a bit. And another matchup, I, I kind of look at just because, again, we're in the area, so I know sometimes you pick teams, uh, players from teams based on, hey, they're my favorite team, I've got to get a Brown. So uh, you're looking at the Browns Buccaneers, and if you've got anybody there, who are you high on and who maybe are you not so high on? Yeah, that's that's a pretty good question, too. And I was actually looking forward to the Browns-Chargers game last week. And for whatever the reason, Cleveland no-showed that one. But I was anticipating a better fight than what they gave. Baker Mayfield is still developing as a quarterback. And I anticipate by the end of the season, he is going to be a top 15 fantasy quarterback at minimum. Right now, against that Buccaneers team, I anticipate he's going to be more of a top 10, top 5 quarterback at the minimum. And again, another waiver wire pickup that probably is going to be great based on that matchup. That Buccaneers defense is as bad as it's been the last couple of years. It's going to continue to be bad, and I think the Browns should be able to cap by that. Now, who's the one catching the passes? That's the frustrating question mark. Like, a guy like Antonio Callaway, he had a couple of red zone targets last week against the Chargers that he just dropped, straight up dropped. And it's been kind of a, a discussion point for the last couple of weeks now if Callaway can be that number two receiver. Landry is great in the you know the twenty to twenty range, so to speak, and. He gets plenty of targets. He hasn't been getting a lot of catches, but he also certainly doesn't get red zone looks. So I think Callaway kind of has to be a guy that maybe moves the needle. And if you're looking for a flex wide receiver, that's kind of the way I've been going. 
He's been dropped in a lot of places. I understand why. But he's worth a, a roster spot in your fantasy league. And particularly for this matchup, I'm considering starting him in a lot of different leagues. And I, I think he's got a lot of promise. Uh, and if he catches even one of those passes last week, you're looking at a guy that had around uh, 30 receiving yards and a touchdown, which is really all you need from that flex spot. So I like the I like the Bengals. I'm sorry, I like the Browns pass catchers. On the flip side of things, Mike Evans is going to Mike Evans. I love that. I love O.J. Howard, too, now kind of finally healthy after the MCL sprain. Cameron Bray had one touchdown pass, and that was it. Like, he was completely non-existent. Howard did his stuff as usual. And Jameis Winston was really, really good last week, and that probably is in part because that felt defense is horrendous. But against the Browns here, I anticipate you probably have better other options to start for Winston. So I like Mike Evans. I like O.J. Howard. That's about the only area I'm going to go skill position-wise for the Buccaneers. Joe Bartles joining us from Rotowire and Rotowire Magazine, and uh, I know a big question for a lot of people is: Okay, um, is there any pickups that I need I need to be looking at? Uh, is there anybody out there that's starting to to pick up steam that I'm going to grab this player before someone else in my league does, and I'm going to look smart? Is there anybody out there you maybe you're directing people towards? Yeah, I haven't really seen so much pickup-wise this week. It really, in most of my leagues, it's been more about bye weeks. I mean, this is a situation where you're losing a couple of key teams, and you're sort of just trying to fit in the pieces and, and, and make things work. It's going to sound really stupid, uh, but Eli Manning actually makes a lot of sense if you are in desperate need of a fantasy quarterback. I mean, our, our headline on the Worldwide site says, Eli Manning tests the theory of start any quarterback against the Falcons. And that that's a very funny headline to me, and it's also entirely true. I mean, if you had a, if you had started every quarterback against the Falcons this year, I think I read somewhere that would be the number two fantasy overall quarterback through seven weeks. Elon Manning's not very good at the quarterback spot. We saw that last week Thursday. We understand what the Giants' offense has been able to do or not been able to do so far, but that defense is really beat up. And for whatever the reason, I think Elon Manning might be able to have a pretty good game. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to be sitting this week. Ben Roethlisberger is sitting this week for your fantasy team. So you probably have to pick up somebody. Uh, and if you weren't planning ahead, maybe Eli Manning, a guy that's been dropped and has struggled recently, is a place that you'd probably pivot towards. But again, not not a lot of like, oh, yeah, this guy is really not becoming a riser that I'm looking to pick up. It's more about based off the, the bye week matchups, so to speak. Is this a good time also to start shopping around for next week and the week after that? Because as maybe the inexperienced fantasy football player trying to fill their roster, oh, I need a quarterback, I'm going to swap, drop. Uh, are you seeing any of that, or is that something I'm just thinking that happens with uh, with noobs who think, okay, I got to get a quarterback, I got to drop this one to get this one? What are you seeing? Oh, absolutely. I mean, frankly, you shouldn't be in a position where you're worrying about having to pick up a quarterback the week of. But life happens. I mean, I'm in, I'm in eight different leagues, and there are certain situations where I'm still like, oh man, whoops, that was a late injury scratch. I wasn't prepared for. Okay, here's somebody I have to pick up. I actually like to play the kicker and defensive roulette game a week ahead than I normally do. It sounds strange, and maybe it's because of playing with a lot of other experts and we kind of all know the same knowledge and information, but you look at that Colts defense right now going against the Bills who are going to be starting Derek Anderson of all quarterbacks. Obviously, that's going to be a hot pickup uh, spot, and frankly, it might be a situation where you've already somebody already wasted a high waiver spot to acquire that Colts defense. If you were thinking ahead, Colts – well, uh, the Colts' defense isn't great, but the Bills' offense is really bad, and you could have probably foresaw that being a situation that was helpful for the Colts' defense last week and, and jump ahead on that radar. I actually, and again, I'm going back to this, sounds really stupid, but I picked up the kicker for the Bengals 
Randy Bullock based entirely off of this matchup against the Chiefs, knowing it was likely going to be high scoring. I have Mason Crosby in a lot of different places. You're not going to be able to play him this week against the bye. That's a situation where if you're planning ahead, you have a roster spot to waste, which I did with JHI, unfortunately, being done for the season, uh, that you could kind of mix and match. And that's really what I've been looking for with the defense and kicker spot in particular is to, okay, what matchup, maybe not this week, but even the next week might work out well. So you go off the Cardinals schedule, or even if you go off again the the Bills schedule, who are those teams playing? Because you can likely target them uh, for the foreseeable future. They're just two teams that really have struggled and not have been great. So like Patriots defense, they might even be on the waiver wire. They play the Bills following the Colts, so week eight, that's a situation where, yeah, definitely want to pick up Patriots defense. Um, that's kind of how I've been doing my lineups, and I think I would suggest others do the same, even playing a week or two ahead, even kicker in defense positions. Joining us from rotowire.com, also rotowire magazines, Joe Bartle. And rotowire is pretty much, um, I'm playing more fantasy hockey than I am football, but that's the great thing about rotowire is whatever I need, you got me covered. And I've been using a lot of just even the basic information to uh, set my lineups for fantasy hockey. And there's so much more beyond the basic if you really want to get into it and and try to get the edge over the competition, or at least if you're a new guy. I mean, the information there helps a lot of newbies as well. Yeah, and I, I look, I go back to the football for a second, and even like the weekly ranking stuff that Jeff Erickson puts out does a great job with it. He'll highlight top players, have them organized based off of who should start over this next person, down the line, all 32 quarterbacks, uh, you 65 flex players, 60 receivers, yada, yada. But he also has little nuggets in there like, hey, okay, this player might be hurt, uh, didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday, uh, check back in, and it's updated daily. I mean, that that's you talk about just helping up a newcomer. That is such one of those things I just love quite a bit about RotoWire that there's these tools out there like the defense positioning stuff or even the weekly rankings too. And you can check out the starting lineups that tell you the over-unders for things and even the weather aspect too, which I, especially as we get closer to the November, December months, keeping tabs of the weather and what's supposed to look like throughout the you know, throughout the week is always a huge thing, too. So there's a lot of different things, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, that, you know, Roto Warriors got you covered when it comes to fantasy stuff. This is pretty much almost the apex for, for you guys because baseball is winding down, heading towards the World Series. But you've got NFL right in the heat of it, the NBA starting, the NHL started a couple of weeks ago. I mean, you guys are right now probably at your busiest, right, with almost all the major sports. Other than the Super Bowl, um, which then sees the culmination of the, of the college football playoffs, you have really basketball heating up and getting close to the trade deadline. You have the uh, winter meetings going on for baseball, too, which always leads to a lot of transaction or, or at least articles written on the site here. That's, that's probably the peak. This is right around there, too, where we have the start of college football, middle of uh, NFL. We have the start of NBA, too. Baseball is still winding down, but you have enough games going on where – there's enough news and notes to make uh, well, to make note of. Uh, yeah, this is this is a big time, uh, big time for fantasy sports, big time for Rotowire in particular. So yeah, we we have a couple of overtime hours going on throughout these next couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, and just to, to keep in mind for folks, Rotowire not just great for fantasy sports, just sports period. Because uh, I mean, you guys are on top of everything just as much as ESPN or anybody else. Uh, obviously. Uh, all the major services use you for when it comes to player valuations and fantasy and everything, just about. So, I mean, you guys are pretty much a great source to go to if I just want to keep up on my team. Yeah, I mean, it really is true. And really, there's a lot of biasness that's kind of 
uh, trickled into today's media, and that doesn't really happen with RotoWire because we're literally just reporting the news. Okay, hey, Corey Davis didn't practice on Thursday. Boom. Okay, that's that's really all it is that needs to be known. It didn't practice Thursday. We'll see if he practices Friday, and and that's just an easy stuff. And you can get text updates. Now, I'm I'm not very tech savvy, despite what my age would indicate. But you can get text updates, text updates on your players and on your fantasy team, or even just your regular team through the RotoWire app as well. Uh, and it's something that I know a lot of my coworkers end up utilizing a bit, and it, and it works out really well. If you don't really have uh, the time to be searching through some of that stuff, just being able to see, oh, hey, you know, the Bucks beat the Hornets, 113-112. Great, fantastic. Giannis had a double-double. Cool. Okay, that, but that stuff is, is always really handy to, to note, especially when you're just a, an all-encompassing sports guy like I am myself. Yeah, and uh, I guess I, I love the fact also that with uh, with – gambling now uh being accessible to more and i don't have to just fly out to vegas to get my fix if i you know just want to throw a buck on FanDuel, you guys have got something for everybody so uh, you want to help me out with my my daily fantasy as well and uh, i tried a free daily fantasy and i was sitting there thinking man i should have used rotowire because i didn't do so hot but it was free <laughs> and um you know I, I i tried to go out and venture on my own to say i'm let's see what this is all about no get some help you know what, and that's the great thing that if you were trying a free one and you're just kind of dabbling in the DFS aspect, we have a DFS tools tab where you can just click lineup optimizer and click whatever one you're on, whether it is FanDuel, DraftKings, Yahoo, generate NFL lineup, generate hockey lineup, whatever it is, and they put one out there for you. Now, now the NFL one, there's always a lot of different variables that happen, and I would suggest updating that as we get to closer to Saturday or Sunday, but if you were to just do a lineup on NHL, I know a bunch of my colleagues have had a lot of success just doing DFS lineups for their hockey aspect. They have that pretty well down, at least the formula goes. And uh, I always, I mean, I sit right next to one of my coworkers that does the NHL stuff, so I'm not trying to pipe them up too much, but AJ Scholes does a fantastic job when it comes to DFS stuff. He's worth a follow too if you're interested in DFS hockey or fantasy hockey in general. And you know, the, the, again, the DFS tab, whether it is NFL, NBA, MLB, like they have it all covered. And FanDuel and DraftKings, Yahoo, you can just click one of those things and, hey, yep, generate your own fantasy lineup right there. And it tends to do pretty well. Joe Bartles, our guest, rotowire.com, rotowire magazine. Of course, you can hit the website now. Find out more at rotowire.com. You get a free trial and figure it out how much you need. And obviously, if uh, you're a fan of fantasy football, uh, you need this. Because I've seen so many in the office league crash and burn. You need this. You need all the help you can get. Don't go it alone. Joe, good talking to you, man. We'll do it again next week. And hopefully we're talking about a Bengals win. Yes, hopefully. That would be a, be pretty good. I'm, I'm excited to watch that game and excited to talk to you again next week. All right, thanks so. That is Joe Bartle joining us from RotoWire. Dot com Rotowire magazine. When we come back from break, we'll talk a little Marshall basketball. Conference USA preseason poll is out. Also, the preseason team. We'll tell you about that when we continue with this edition of The Drive, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center. Welcome back. Thursday, October 18th edition, your drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So we've got the preseason poll came out today. Marshall, Western Kentucky, Old Dominion, all to be a factor in the top at least that's what the coaches think. And I'm going to read this bottom top. It's no fun going from the top to bottom. No, we're going bottom top. We're going to find out who the worst team is first and then go to the media darlings, the ones that we think are going to be the best, and we're going to tell you what the coaches think, at least because this is their poll. Coaches are the one that voted. And so they all picked Rice to finish 14th. Everybody said Rice. Yeah, you're you're the bottom. Sorry, you're 14. So Rice comes in at 14. Charlotte, they're picked 13. You remember when Charlotte was a pretty good basketball program, right? Okay, not the case. Florida Atlantic coming in 12. UTEP coming in 11. FIU coming in at 10. Middle Tennessee coming in at 9. Yeah, Middle Tennessee. Remember them? Team a lot of people thought should have went to the NCAA tournament. Coming in, number nine. Number eight belongs to UAB. Man, how the mighty have fallen there. UAB's eight? That's not where they want to be. I mean, I'm glad they got football turnaround, but boy, basketball and UAB need to be a thing again. Southern Miss comes in at seven. Louisiana Tech put them at six. UTSA is fifth. North Texas, they've got things going all right there, basketball and football. They come in at four. Old Dominion, third. Obviously doing a lot better than the football team. Coming in at number two with five first-place votes, your Marshall University Thundering Herd. Second. And then you've got coming in at number one with nine first-place votes. Western Kentucky. That makes perfect sense from a standpoint that a lot of people think Marshall's going to come back and win the regular season. A lot of people think Western Kentucky is going to come in and win the regular season. Now, keep in mind, you have a situation where you're going to see Western Kentucky not once, not twice, but possibly a third time and possibly a fourth time. So this thing is going to go a while. Believe it or not, this is going to be a a battle, I think, back and forth between Western Kentucky and Marshall. Now, why is Western Kentucky getting the nod? Well, I mean, it's an improved team. Rick Stansbury's done a great job, I think, with that team. And they've got some wins against ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, and Pac-12 conference opponents. They've got wins, good wins. And they've got a couple of standouts that a lot of people are banking on. You've got their sophomore, Tavion Hollingsworth. And then you've got their graduate transfer from Auburn, Deshaun Murray. You'll see more about those two. Trust me, you're going to know those names by the time the season gets deep. But Marshall, 
Marshall can say, look, we're the champs. We're the champs. You know, John Cena, that thing. The champ is here. Come out. Do the whole you-can't-see-me bit that John Cena does. They're the team that won the tournament. They win the championship. They get to the round of 32. And they've got a lot of components back. And, oh, by the way, John Elmore, C.J. Burks. John Elmore and C.J. Burks. I like my chances with both of those guys. Any day of the week. In Conference USA, what more does John Elmore have to do? Thankfully, made the preseason team. Him and C.J. Burks on that team. John Davis from Charlotte. Daquan Bracey from Louisiana Tech. Of course, Elmore Burks. Uh, Roosevelt Smart, a good player, North Texas. Uh, Caver from Old Dominion. Ahmad Caver. Uh, B.J. Stith from Old Dominion. Uh, Zach Bryant from UAB. Uh, Jackson from UTSA. Uh, Hollingsworth and Murray, of course, for Western Kentucky, all make the list. So that's your preseason team. That's a pretty good team, actually, preseason-wise. Good spread. I think you get the top teams there, and you should because they've got the best right now until otherwise proven. But I'm okay with this list. Marshall's getting some love from some. Western Kentucky's getting a little bit more love. Old Dominion's right there in North Texas. So that could be a fair preseason evaluation of what it's going to look like because once they lock the uh, seeds and you play into the pod here where you're going to play the other four seeds that are locked into that tier, you've got a situation where Marshall can improve its stock or its stock goes down. And by that point, you're playing the better teams in Conference USA to to really improve uh, your overall ranking, rating, you're playing better opponents, and then you hope to get through the conference tournament. I'm interested to see how this truly works out, but I'm not going to put too much stock in the regular season because really all it means is order a finish in the tur- for the tournament seeding. Got to win that thing to get to the NCAA tournament. So when it's said and done, the tournament means more. I mean, great, you're, you're number two in the preseason poll. That means... Um, a lot of people are expecting a lot of things from you, but it means nothing if you don't go out and play. That's it. That's all you need to know. Number two in the preseason. But if I'm John Elmore, I'm sitting here thinking, i got to ask him this. Like, okay, you're number two. Marshall's picked number two. What do you think? I'm going to ask him this. I don't want to put words in his mouth. But I know John. John might look at this and go, okay. Two. All right. We'll see about that. And just go out and put it on the court and, and prove them right or prove them wrong. That's what I love about that kid. He goes out there and doesn't talk trash, lets his game do his talking for him, doesn't worry about these things, just files it away. I'm like, okay. Number two. All right. We'll see about that. That's what I like about him. Um, I'll take him over anybody in this league any day of the week. Anybody in this league, I will take John Elmore over them any day. You know what? C.J. Burks is almost at that level as well. I'm good with Marshall, with Elmore and Burks. I'm taking those two over anybody else on this list. 
and they've been together a little longer now, so I'm going to like their chemistry a lot more. And I like the fact that they've been really smart about how they have gone about evaluating themselves for the NBA. And by the way, I hope to know more about this down the line because there's still a lot of questions to be answered how this is going to play. But starting in the summer of 2019, the G League is going to offer select contracts worth $125,000 to elite prospects who are at least 18 years old, but they're not eligible for the NBA draft. So what's going to happen is the G League is going to target these kids, these uh, either uh, recent or would-be high school graduates who uh, would have spent like maybe a year playing college basketball. You know, O.J. Mayo. So they're going to target the O.J. Mayos of the world. Remember, he went to school for one year, and then we all knew he was heading for the NBA because he had to go to school one year because they wouldn't take him. So here it is. You've got a situation where now the G League might be recruiting. Now, they're not going to go after kids who are already signed. I know that much. They're not going to say, hey, why don't you drop out of school and do this? But if you're not committed yet, you're fair game. That's what's going to happen. They're going to target some of the bigger, better prospects. And you're going to get a big salary. And you're going to be part of the NBA. Even though you're not with the league proper, you're in the G League. And you're going to, I'm sure, be a part of a lot of um, development programs. You're going to get access to NBA-level coaching. You're going to get access to everything you would hope it takes to make a young man into an NBA player. So... With that said, how is this a game-changer for college basketball? Will it be a game-changer? Because now you've got a situation where the NBA has opened up an opportunity for kids who don't want to go to college, want to go right to the league. And let's be honest, I still think the college route's better for the kid But if a kid doesn't want to go through the process because they're there not to get the college education, they're there to hone their skills for a year and then head on up to the NBA, see what they can do, get drafted, I think this is a a great option. Now, with that said, is this really right for you? This isn't going to be right for everybody. And I still think the college option's better because who's going to win between what the NBA G League can offer you and the University of Kentucky? I'm putting my money on the University of Kentucky because their facilities are probably on par, if not better, than most G League teams, most NBA organizations. The Kentucky Wildcats have probably got it better. Also, say you're one of these kids. Wouldn't you rather be the big man on campus at Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, Kansas, 
You're going to be a big man on campus. And if you're in the G League, guess what? You're busting, baby. You're busting. It's minor league. You're busting. That charter flying you. No, you're busting. Get ready. You're going to be busting. Yeah, you're big time, huh? On that bus. If you play for the University of Kentucky, guess what? Flying. Charter. You're staying in the best hotel. You're getting the best travel options. You're a rock star. And if you do something really special, they'll build a statue to you years from now. You're big time, baby. You go to the G League. Oh, yeah, I got, I got, I got a paycheck for $125,000. Yeah, okay, that's great. One year. One year. Take the college route. Take the slow. Yeah, we're talking one year. Take the slower route is my recommendation. Kids are going to do what they think is best. But honestly, on the flip side of all this, I think it's a great option for kids because now they have choices. Now they have an opportunity to do what they think is best for them. And let's all be honest. For a lot of these kids going to, say, Kentucky, going to Duke, we all know it's a sham anyway. They're playing one year. They're one and done. One and done. That's how the system works these days. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 
Just a quick segment. Went a little long. That's okay. Uh, good stuff so far. Maybe tomorrow, if we've got time, I've got a couple of interviews. We're going to play from uh, player interviews earlier this week at Marshall. Uh, I've got so much content. You might hear it tomorrow. You might hear it on Twitter. So all you have to do is find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Uh, I might have a couple of nuggets coming your way here soon. I'm not telling you when, but there might be a couple of things coming your way soon. Uh, I do need to get into this before we go into our next break because I'm hugely disappointed. The student station at Marshall University, their 17th annual car bash canceled. Homecoming opponent this week is FAU, and if you want to take your frustrations out on FAU, the car bash has been there for you for 17 times now. But scratch one, because not today. Uh, the reason for the cancellation is serious stuff here. I've, I'm going to blame this event. If Marshall loses, I'm going to blame this event as the reason why the karma is bad. The reason for the cancellation, because, one, the pickup truck had stripped lug nuts on the front right tire. While attempting to move the truck onto the tarp, the right front wheel fell off the axle due to the strip lug nuts. The truck was jacked up and the right front wheel put back on. The lug nuts would not secure the wheel, therefore the truck could not be moved. Um, they were unable to get a tow truck to assist the WMULFM staff in positioning the truck on the tarp. So, what's that mean? One of the most popular and most important homecoming events in Marshall University had to be canceled. Is it really homecoming now? I mean, is it really homecoming? The bash was canceled. It's, it's not homecoming anymore. I mean, you got the bonfire and you got everything else. Uh, no, it's not. It's not homecoming. I, I hope this isn't an omen for things to come on Saturday. Keep in the back of your mind. Car bash canceled. But um, I would recycle this thing. I'd have a. I just have like a car bash for. I don't know Charlotte, UTSA. Can. You, can you bash the car? You know what? Save it for basketball. Save it for basketball. Quick break. Come back. We'll wrap it up. It's The Drive, presented by Belltown Hearing Aid Center, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday edition. I'm your host, Paul Swan, on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. And if you ever miss an edition of the show, all you have to do is find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. We're on TuneIn. You can go to our website as well, wrvc.com. Listen to the show there. So you've got several options. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll find us. If you can't find us, request us, and I'm sure you'll get on to your favorite app or your favorite service quickly. But start with Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, always great. Uh, I also use an app called Overcast. It works for your Android, works for your iPhone. It's a great alternative to getting your podcast. And here's another trick. If you have an Amazon yeah, you have an Amazon Echo, like an Alexa. All you have to do is enable AnyPod. If you enable AnyPod and then ask AnyPod to play the drive with Paul Swan, it'll play the latest episode right there on your Echo. All versions, it works. It's a great app. Try it and tell me what you think. That's going to do it for this edition. I want to thank from RotoWire and RotoWire Magazine, Joe Bartle. Also, our producer tonight, Gabriel Sellers. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again. It's the Friday edition of the show. High school football to talk about. Marshall taking on FAU. We've got the whole list of things to get to tomorrow to get you ready for your weekend. Bengals football as well. So it's going to be a busy football day tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Until we talk again, good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.